Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. Jo Edgar is a mum of three and an Australian primary school teacher of 10 years. She left her career in teaching to run her business, Mrs Edgar, which I'm sure a lot of our listeners will have heard of that name before, um, full-time, incredible. So Mrs. Edgar is, a well, is well known among the teaching community for being the place to go for teacher planners, stickers and more. And we'll explore that more soon. I'm excited. So welcome, Joe. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thanks, Rachel. And thanks for having me on your podcast today. It's absolutely my pleasure. I know how busy you are, so I appreciate your time. I would just really love to um, hear about Joe, Joe Edgar, not Mrs. Edgar. Um, we sure. would just love to hear your story. You know how how you started, how Mrs. Edgar was born, and yeah, how it's all sort of transpired. Yeah, story, I think. Way back when, um, before I had children, when I was still teaching full time. Um, I was on a site called Teachers Pay Teachers, which is still around and it's a digital platform um, for teachers to buy interactive PDFs or PDFs that they can use in the classroom, um, lesson plans, resources. And so I was on there creating um, essentially PDFs for teachers that they could use to help them in their day-to-day classroom teaching. Mm-hmm. And um, one year I just thought I would make a digital um, planner, um, which is a printable, I should say, and um, this came about just because everything on the market at the time was very black and white, very generic, um, a bit bland. And I wanted something a bit that reflected teaching a bit more um, in, in a sense that it was joyful, fun, colourful, uh, inspiring. And so I went about creating um, a printable for teachers and putting it on Teachers Pay Teachers, which is a, like, like I said, the online marketplace. And mm-hmm. um, that year it was really popular and so I thought um, we would get our first print run done of uh, just 500 planners. We have a really good friend, Rio, um, who runs a print company or is a manager of a print company here. And um, so she helped me get my first print run started with a batch of 500 and they sold out. Wow. But, you know, before the end of the year and so the following year we had doubled and we again sold out well and truly before Christmas And it just kind of snowballed from there. And in the meantime, um, I was still teaching at this time and I had Lockie, my first child, who was um, just a baby when everything was kind of taking off. Mm -hmm. And eventually the planners became so popular that the business was starting to run me and I had to leave and essentially run it full time. Um, And that was last year. I was in this time I've had two children pregnant with my third. Um, I've left teaching to run the business and just being at home with my three children um, and still trying to run this full-time thing was a bit of a mission. Yeah. And so now, yeah, my husband's taken work off um, indefinitely to help run the business as well as our children are still only very young. Um, yeah. We've got a, almost two, a three-year-old and a four-year-old. So everyone's <gasps> still at home. Lockie still does two and then three days at kindy. You're still um, in the trenches, Joe. Yeah, so a big part of me is being a mum at the moment, but also the other part is business life. But yeah, 
Yeah, it's something I really enjoy and something that has become me a little bit. I just love um, designing and I love making products that will make other people feel inspired and happy. And, yeah, so when you say talk about me, that's not the business. Well, part of me is my business. Yeah. Love it. Um, And, yeah, a big part is just being a mum, which I absolutely love. And that makes up my whole life pretty much. If we had a pie chart, it would be mum life and not much in between so I can totally relate to that it's almost just becomes part of who you are yeah for sure and And that's and that's a beautiful thing don't you think yeah it's it definitely um makes my life feel complete I really enjoy having we're so lucky in a sense like our business grew so much we were running it out of an attic well, eventually we were running out of garage to start with in this um, house that we had and Mm -hmm. attic to store the planners up in and then, you know, each year we've exponentially grown, um, which has been like a challenge trying to keep up with the growth. Um, yeah. And so lucky to have that challenge in a sense that we're very grateful that we are growing so fast and that so many people are, you know, wanting to have one of our planners or resources that we offer. But, um, yeah, we, we built this attic and then eventually we just couldn't fit anything else in. So we started looking for a warehouse and um, here we are. I talked to you inside. Yeah. <laughs> Our warehouse that is absolutely full of planners at the moment, which is amazing. told me six years ago and I just wouldn't have imagined yeah. doing what we're doing. So Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a short time ago, but when you, when you really reflect and think of all that you've achieved and including have three children in there as well as birth this incredible business it just it blows my mind so congratulations I just yeah um I mean that from the bottom of my heart like just to see the passion in you and um we obviously worked together recently and I just really admire you and your passion you know it's just your drive um those two ways I'm in awe of what you do in your design (laughs) work and the fact that you're also doing a podcast and running courses is next level so oh thank you (laughs) isn't that funny how we all just sort of whatever somebody else is doing if it feels foreign to you um it's just it really is awe inspiring and it and it's part of the reasons I started the podcast was to to keep inspiring each other and and lift each other like lift each other up and women and um yeah so thanks for that (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going now but that was that was lovely um so okay so this is my first really deep question and probably a really obvious one especially after hearing all that you've achieved in such a short amount of time what do you say to people who ask you how do you do it all because I'm sure that you hear that all the time. Yeah, I get that. And you're so lucky and yeah. I want to do that. And I think um, you have to start somewhere. And I think for me, obviously, you don't just jump from a startup to something full-blown like this where you've got staff and you're managing a warehouse. And, mm. you know, when I started, it, it wasn't even, it was just a small little snowball that just kept growing to something huge. But I think at the start, you just... um you learn as you go and every year you're um you're expanding on that learning and you're growing and professionally you know how to cope with each year because you're growing and so you kind of learn as you're growing and that I guess everyone starts somewhere so when you do start um you know this hasn't just all come by luck or by um mm. you know seven years of learning it's taken to get here so 
how do I do it all? It's it comes down to just being a gradual process every year. I've just learned and you build yeah. on that and you you have to adapt to it's like I said, I'm not running the business. I feel like it's running me. So I'm trying to keep up with the learning and making sure that we've got systems in place that um, work with our growth. At you know, at the beginning we definitely didn't have all the things we have now in terms of being able to outsource and have staff and um, so you just kind of grow with your business and mm. just, uh, like one foot in front of the other and just keep keep walking or running. Sprinting. Yeah, sprinting. Which is me at the moment. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And that's, I think that's important to remember also for those, for the ladies who are at the beginning of their journey, who are in that um, almost overwhelming, it's, it's overwhelming to see someone like you perhaps um who is who is where you are and think I could never do that because but it's because and you hit the nail on the head because you've you've been able to just take that one step at a time and learn what you needed to learn at that time to get you to the next step it's not just like you just skip that whole phase and here you are like oh here you go here's this amazing thing deal with it um and I think that's really caught up in comparing like oh this yeah. is there and I'm not there and I think you've just got to put that aside and look at your path and actually map out what you want to achieve and even if it's just a, a six-month plan and really get clear on what your business is about who you what's your target audience what's your mission what are you wanting to achieve what's your niche how are you going to offer something that people actually want and how are you going to help others and I think that kind of steered me in the right direction in my first years it's like really getting clear on what I was doing this for and who I was going to help and how I was going to help them and how is my business um, different from other businesses out there and I think when you have that really clear intention then it becomes so much easier just to take those next steps and you, you know this is exactly what I want to do and now I can actually action some, some things around those clear intentions and I think you've got to forget about comparing yourself to everyone else because only you are in your business and it's something that you run and it's going to go at your own pace because some people might have all the time in the world to run something but if you don't have that time like for me I was like oh my goodness people are way ahead of the mark but I was sitting here with three kids I feel like I've got my feet in cement but you take yeah. one step every day it's 365 steps closer to the finish line or you know the next yeah, thing the next thing oh I love that me the one thing that always um, comes true to me is get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's, it's hard taking risks but if you don't take them you're sitting on your hands and not nothing's happening so you might as well take a risk and just um be be not um don't be scared to fail yeah that's it don't get caught up in the outcome yeah because there's a lesson even if it doesn't go how you hope it will go there's always a lesson to be learned that's going to actually take you towards whatever it was that you had set out to i think that's that's thank you for sharing that because that's so so important isn't it and I think everyone needs that reminder yeah for every sure. now and then Even me, like I'm still bundled up in failures here like things aren't yeah. this has been a bit of a rocky road this year but if you don't push through it you know then, then nothing's really this is why successful businesses work if they just get past their failures and keep growing from it and use it as lessons and you'd be um, ignorant to think that you know, you get 10 years down a business and your business is booming that you still don't have hiccups and failures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Even though it may seem that way from the outside. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so just on that, like you mentioned that you've had a crazy busy year. 
Um, but how do you balance, prioritise, or shall we say integrate family life, ensuring that your kids get quality time with you and keep your marriage healthy? This is still something I'm struggling with if I'm being completely transparent. I think this is the first year and I'm so grateful that Hugh has been home full time. Mm. So it's been like Hugh and I are still trying to find our feet. We balance. Like I don't think that even exists balance. You know, there's sometimes where I really need to just work and Hugh's kind of finding it hard, obviously adjusting to leaving his career to be a full-time stay-at-home dad. So definitely um, would be lying if I said it's been smooth. It is, it is a hard thing to do, but it, at the same time, we've put in a few things, like we've now got a family calendar and mm-hmm. it sounds crazy, but we actually schedule time where we have family days. We actually schedule time where we have, um, you know, time where I don't work and I actually go out with the family or yeah, uh, we'll take the time so that I've got a half day with the kids because as much as I prioritise work, I also prioritise, like I really love spending time with my kids and I do miss that. So um, we do work, like I found the family calendar was a really good one. So most mm-hmm. Sundays, you and I will just sit there and plan what our week's going to look like and I'll say like do you have anything prioritized in your life because you know sometimes he's looking after his mum who's unwell so that becomes a priority and um, it might be that the kids have appointments so we do schedule all of those things in and obviously like our kids come first and then work is second so we make sure we communicate I think like anything even whether or not you have a business or not communication is key and so, yeah, Sunday tends to be our day where we map out the week, get the family calendar. We've both got this app. I don't even know what it's called. Maybe it is called Family Calendar. But we can see ahead our schedules. And, um, yeah, we try to stick to them as much as we can. And weekends are strictly work-free. I've learned over time to shut off my socials and my emails mm-hmm. after 5 o'clock because, that, you know, you've got, to, you've got to set boundaries in a business. Otherwise, it can overtake your life. And yeah. I know when you're starting up in your first few years, you can feel like you're running a business 24-7, but you've got to also remember that you don't want to burn yourself out and the best way to run a business is to make sure that you are giving yourself what you need first and foremost before you run yourself into the ground and put up some really clear boundaries. And I think, yeah, communicating and scheduling and using a planner or two just to... (laughs) (laughs) Wow, (laughs) what an epiphany, a planner. (laughs) And here I am using a family calendar. I love uh, that. It's perfect. It's so aligned. <laughs> it makes complete sense. And, yeah, I love all of that. And it's um, because in those early years, I don't, I, I think it's easy to get addicted to your business. And so it comes to that point, if it is taking over your life, it, is, it, it becomes really hard to put boundaries in place. And it's so tempting to just check the emails, isn't it? And I also think like when you are in the first years, it is harder because you don't, you might not have the funds that we, we didn't have the funds to like have virtual assistant running the emails or yeah. um, wanted to keep customers really happy. But I also learned along the way that customers are happy if you've got boundaries in place and they, you know, I think at the end of the day, you do need to set some really clear boundaries, even if you are in a startup. Cause I know, you can get carried away and it becomes a real passion at the time, but you can also get burnt out without even realising that you're heading that way without mm. you know, resting and shutting off your computer and devices and doing something you actually like outside the business as well and actually finding some other hobbies that aren't just business related because, you know, most of us will do a business because we are, it is our hobby, mm. but 
so important to take a step away from it and have some, you know, clarity. And that can also help you be better in your business. Yeah, absolutely. It's It all feeds in, doesn't it? Yeah. So I would love to explore your product suite because you said that you started with the printable planner. And I know that you've got a range of other products now that complement the planner and you have different types of planners. So I'd love to know how you so intuitively understood your customers in a way that leads on to the next product. Yeah, so customers to me are paramount to a business, any business, because without them, your business isn't going to run. So I think it's really important to listen to your market, listen to your customers And so one way we do that is by putting out surveys every year to say, like, how did you find this product? What would you like to see more of? What didn't you like? How can we improve? And asking those questions that might seem uncomfortable to hear the answers, but Mm. unless you're willing to take on their feedback, you can't improve. And if you think, if you don't consider their feedback, then they're going to go elsewhere to a brand that is listening. And I feel like, yeah, to ask customers are fundamental, that we have such a, we try to have such a really, um, special relationship with our community in, in a sense that we want everyone to feel really happy and a part of our refund policy is like if you're not happy let us know like we're not going to say no to if you want to swap but we want to know how we can improve and I think mm. really being open to feedback constructive feedback and sometimes harsh feedback yeah really get uncomfortable and grow and I think also like I've done like I listened to so many podcasts and part of that was really understanding listening to lots of and I think being in business is really important to listen to people who have a lot of experience. Even now, I'm still listening to podcasts actively, um, doing courses actively to really learn. And I think um, the reason we started expanding, one, was customer feedback. Two, was really understanding that if you've got a product that is really, really popular, one way of expanding your growth is by introducing products in the same alignment. So we've got a weekly planner, so then we've introduced a daily planner to, to reach different audiences, but still in your target customer range. Mm-hmm. And also complementary products, the sticker books, anything for us as a teacher, stationery store, those were really um, helpful products for our consumers. And another thing I learned from a podcast was bringing out a cheaper version of your product so that it's accessible for one and two, you're able to give your customers um, and an entry point to buying something that's not too expensive, but they can also get a taste of the quality and what they can expect if they, so for example, we've got a sticker book that's, you know, hundreds of pages, well, not hundreds of pages, but, you know, hundreds and up to thousands of stickers, but now we offer sticker sheets so they can just get a sampler and they're only like a fraction of the price of our sticker book. So that was um, a, a big piece of advice is, yeah, just offering, if you've got a, a hero product, offering a cheaper entry point if it's quite expensive or if it's out of reach to some people or people that don't know your brand might just want to get a taste for the quality and offering a variety in the same kind of category so yeah those three things really help just product like develop products and also listening to current trends like in education we went online um for a period of time with coronavirus so Mm -hmm. we one way of you know, not always selling, offering free resources for teachers. So we had some free PDFs, um, which are still available on our website. Mm. Um, for teachers that are online learning, that might have like little lockdown journals for kids and things like that. So, you know, really listening to the current climate as well and being able to pivot when um, things aren't working and saying, yeah. well, let's try, that. let's try this. And so that's uh, product development has come in a sense from all of these things 
And so another thing I was talking about, another thing I wanted to talk about was really getting into your community and getting some feedback. So we uh, created a record keeper, which is an assessment book for teachers. And the only way we were able to really construct this record keeper was by getting feedback by teachers. Because obviously I'm out of the profession now, but also I also wanted to gauge whether what I thought was validated. So having other mm -hmm. teachers in the Facebook group was a really good way of, uh, we only had a small group of, I think, eight ladies. And we would just regularly chat about pages in the record keeper and why we'd have them in or what parts we wanted to adapt. So we were on there quite regularly for a period of about four months before the record keeper was actually made. So without that feedback, um, it just wouldn't be what it is today. And to know that there's a whole group of us, all educators that constructed this record keeper, mm. it really validates that we've got a product that teachers will potentially really enjoy using and find really helpful and practical. Yeah. yeah another way of tapping into um, product development is actually getting your community on board and really validating what they're saying and their feedback and, um, yeah, using it to create products for exactly um, your target audience, which is part of your community anyway. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much because you can't go wrong. Like it may take a little bit extra time and it may take, like it might be a little bit damaging to your ego. <laughs> but that's all <laughs> in hard. <laughs> Yeah, that is so hard, isn't it? But it's all moving in the right direction because at the end of the day, to serve at your highest, best level, you really need to know who you're serving and what they need. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so I'm just wondering, I might be being a little bit, I don't know, of a sticky beak perhaps, but has there ever been a time where you felt so overwhelmed with how big everything was getting that you just wanted to give up? All the time. It's yeah. Funny. For me, I saw just recently that really resonates with this question. It was, um, oh, I can't even think now, just my thoughts are going everywhere. It was like, oh, the business is doing well, it's the best, and I love my business, and this person was skipping and hopping and jumping, and then, like, it only took, like, one, oh, I don't like your product, to be like, I hate my business, I'm done with it. <laughs> and it's so true. Like, it can be really easy to take like one comment or one um, fall to really just want to give in. Yeah. And because like, your business is so personal, like I, you build it from the ground up, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into it. And so when mm. even one comment or one thing going wrong can really, really hurt it because it is, it's like your baby. Yeah. Um, so definitely, like from day one till even now, I've, you know, sometimes I just, oh my God, it's too much. I can't deal. And, it's overwhelming and, and it is. It, your a business is so hard to run. I think from the outside and from looking into a business, you can think, you know, it's so easy and it looks great and you get this time off and you get to do what you love all day and you get your own schedules. But behind the scenes, is it's, it's really hard to manage and there's a lot of learning for anyone in terms of knowing what to do and mm. if something's going to work or a tax even and book work and paperwork and... yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of the times, and that and that comes back to what I was saying previously, like if you let one hiccup get in the way of moving forward, then that's the difference between your business succeeding or failing, in my, my opinion. I really think if you can't let one hardship really put you back, you've just got to use it as learning. And, mm. you know, we've had 
huge failures um, along the way. Like we've had one year where there was this cover that was just all wrong. And I had to just be honest with my community and say, I don't love it. The colours are flat. Um, and mm. we completely, we didn't want to obviously recycle them. We wanted to give them away for a really good discount. And people still love them. But for yeah. me, this is, this is not what I wanted. And yeah. we've had um, boxes of planners arrived damaged and we've had, you know, customers that have been you know unhappy at points and we you know use it to get better and you know yeah the boxes are damaged you know we just won't have many in stock but we can sell them at a discounted rate or we have a customer that says something bad well let's listen to them and provide them with the best service we can you know let's offer them a refund but we'll offer them something that will entice them to come back and that's just one way of really just trying to get over their humps and hurdles because if you don't do that <laughs> you're at a setback and you really have to try to focus on everything that is working and how you can use the bad times to really grow from it and if you don't do that then your business probably isn't going to work you have to you really have to have a thick skin in business yeah the reality is you are going to face some really challenging times and quite often yeah yeah and they're going to come out of left field <laughs> yeah and you think this year i've got it because i yeah. did everything exactly all those mistakes happened last year. Now I know this year what I'm in for, but it's... That's you know, it. You're like, yeah, it's that whole like, yeah, I'm doing so well. Everything's so great. Like everything's going smoothly. How can anything ever, you know, um, you know, steal my vibe or whatever? And then it's just like, boom. Yeah. And you're like, what? Where did that come from? And you're right. It's, it's how quick you can get over that learn the lesson and then it's almost just like picking up that thing whatever extracting the lesson and then putting it in the goodness pile so that you can you know and then that sort of attributes to everything that is going right again like it's as soon as you fix that it's like it's like adding another notch to your belt and off you go but um I mean that sounds really simple it is a really difficult thing to do and you're right it's it's probably yeah I mean something that every successful business will have had to become good at yeah for sure and it's like even even for me like things happen and it takes me like a few days sometimes just to get my head around like I always think now in terms of action yeah it's upsetting yes I feel hurt um yes I'm stressed but I'm going to take some time away even if it's my busiest point and be Mm. more open to just having a bit of downtime to really get clarity because sometimes when you're in the thick of things and things are going wrong sometimes the best thing is just step away for a day or for a couple of hours or you know for a week if you need it just to recharge and really get clarity sometimes it just bogs your your brain and your thinking and you know you're not able to make rational um clever decisions in that point so yeah Absolutely. It is really understanding a lot of psychology in business too because I feel like you really do have to know the point where things aren't going well. Mm. So so we're getting toward, this is probably one of my favourite questions that I have for you. If a woman was sitting here with us who had an idea for a product that she knew would change the lives of the people she designed it for, had no clue how to start and was scared about investing getting over that initial hurdle what would you say to her I would say make a roadmap 
have like make a clear roadmap of how you're going to execute because sometimes you can have an amazing product or service but marketing it which is a huge part of it if mm. you're not able to get that down packed it can really ruin your idea taking off the ground so i definitely say invest if you're going to invest in anything invest in courses and learning from people that are already in business i know even um you know, if you didn't have the funds, there are free advice um, from the government. Like say in Western Australia, where we are, we have the business, um, the Western Australian Business Advisory, and it's run by the government, something like that. But basically they offer phone support. You can go in for meetings. It's all free. There are people that are experienced in business that can actually guide you. So it's a really good starting point. And also, like I said before, getting clear on who you're selling to, your customer avatar, or, you know, how you're going to execute as well. So really having a clear plan of, yes, I've got this great product service. Um, let's try it out. And the way I tried it out in mine was to put a printable out there and see if people actually really liked it. But mm. is there like a small clients that you've got that you can test this? Maybe you've got, I was talking to my brother-in-law, he's got a, a service-based business idea. And my suggestion to him, the same kind of position that you're talking about. And I was saying, why don't you offer like, instead of going all out and starting this huge business and wasting, like not wasting, but spending all your money on this yeah. idea, just for a small portion of it and see if it is successful. Absolutely. It might just be that you do um, a half price or free um, outing or whatever you're planning to get into and getting a customer testimonial first and seeing if it is going to work and test the waters that way and then building it up slowly so that it's not like, because I think, Financially and time-wise, it can be a huge investment, but if you do it really carefully and get some feedback immediately from doing like a small sampler of it in some way, whatever your business is, for me, it was doing a printable and getting feedback that way. But for other people, it might be running a service for really cheap, just with a few clients or, yeah, you know, stuff. Something really that doesn't small require and, a lot of capital. Yeah. And see if the idea is going to be validated and give you the confidence to take that next step. Yeah, and really spending some time listening to people in business and if it's calling one of those hotlines from your government that offer like free business support, um, that could be a really good chat to have as well with getting those first steps um, underway. Mm. Yeah, that's such good advice. I think that's amazing because I think that's something that's not advertised a lot. Um, if you don't know about it, you don't, you you know, you won't be able to benefit from it. So that's uh -huh. such a good tip. Yeah. Um, so Joe, what's next? <laughs> we have some huge projects at the moment um we're actually currently developing a digital planner for teachers which is developed by software companies so um that is a massive massive project and it's been going huge. for a long time and we plan to release it next year but i feel like it's going to be pushed out because we really want to get it right mm -hmm. um, but that is a huge project and that is next for us. I think, again, listening to our community, a lot of teachers do love planning um, hard copy, but there's a lot of teachers that really want a digital planner or there are teachers that are global and want a planner that really suits their needs and their schedules. But our planner that's hard copy doesn't really, um, it's not really fitting in with their schedule. So a digital planner is going to offer that flexibility um, so that's one thing that's on the cards. That's one thing. And eventually we want to offer courses. So yeah. there is a lot of, like, in my head, all these ideas, but not enough time in the day to execute everything, especially, you know, trying to manage, you know, the workload that's here already. But, you yeah. know, it's all in the making and <laughs> there will be things coming up from us that will be exciting, I think. 
Yeah, I well, considering where, how you've come for the last six years, I'm 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 a hundred percent sure that we will be seeing big things from you. So, last question: Where can we find you? Where can people come and say hello and and have a little sneak peek at what you do? Yeah, so our website is www.mrsedgar.com.au or you can just look and everything else. But um, yeah, definitely say hi on Instagram. It's um, Mrs. Edgar's class. Awesome. So go and do that. Go and say hi to Jo. She's amazing. She's super friendly. Um, don't contact her on social media on weekends though because she's <laughs> all about the boundaries, which I'm like, yes, applauding. <laughs> so good. All right, lovely. I just want to say thank you so much for your time today and sharing like so many golden nuggets. I think that you just were so generous in sharing your wisdom and I'm, and I'm grateful and I know that the listeners will be grateful as well. Thank you for your time, Rachel. You're also an inspiration to me and it's such a privilege to be on your podcast today. So thank you. Thanks, Joe. Catch you next time. If you loved listening to this week's episode, pretty, pretty, please click subscribe so that you don't miss any future podcasts. Also, if you have just a minute, please feel free to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. I'd so appreciate it and it will help spread this message further. Thanks for being here. I'll catch you next week.